Lyrics of the Hub, your fan cast, brought to you by TV Series Hub. Perfect. Welcome to Nurks of the Hug Game of Thrones Nurk Chat Edition. I am Kelsey. I am joined by our singer, Uber. Hello. First time Nurk host, Gemma. Hello. And Leanne. Hello. (laughs) And we are here to talk Game of Thrones, the same show everybody else is talking about, but our opinions on it. So so I want to ask you guys your opinion on what I think is one of the controversial battle plans I've ever seen. Um, The Dothraki charging out by themselves. And let me tell you, I saw an article that was (laughs) this person was like this is the most brilliant thing i've ever seen on tv because they subverted all of our like what we expected because we always see like the big cavalry charge and and the you know they win and there's this huge moment and it's like lord of the rings and and they set us up for that with they lighted their swords on fire and then they sent them out and you didn't actually get to see the cavalry charge or the fight or anything you just saw the fire go out and it was brilliant and i thought for like a video class (laughs) like that seems brilliant but for a tv show (laughs) that seems terrible (laughs) So I want to know y'all's opinions on that part of it. And I'm going to start with Leanne. Well, I, I didn't hate it like a lot of people seem to hate it. I, I understood from maybe the character's point of view because the Dothraki are supposed to be the best warriors in the whole world. So they're thinking, okay, let's send the Dothraki in and they can wipe out a whole bunch of White Walkers and then we can deal with the rest of them. And I do like how they did make all of the fire go out. And it just was, to me, it was shocking because you're going, all right, all right. And then you start seeing them go out little by little and you're going, wait, no, wait, wait, no, wait, no, 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 no. (laughs) Those are our Dothraki. I've become quite fond of them. Don't do that. Just don't wait. No. You know, and then and then they showed, you know, Daenerys's reaction to it. And that's what really got me, because it was a mixture of shock and kind of, you know, she's crushed. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, but I I didn't hate it. I think it did what they wanted it to do. Yeah. What about you, Gemma? I mean, I'm that person who probably did like the visual of it. (laughs) Um, I'm that person that you 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 weren't agreeing with probably because I did like the visual of it and the quietness of it as as they were um, charging charging towards and it was just that moment of okay wow this this is this is big you know they, they they've just literally taken out the full Dothraki army and I mean for me as well because um, Jorah was at the front as I love Jorah um, I was I was quite worried and then you had ghosts there as well and literally when all the lights well the, the flaming swords just started to go out and you were just like Okay, what what what's going on here? And I think for me it worked quite well, and it was it was a visual thing that worked quite well for me. So I am that person who liked it. <laughs> All right, Uber. 
Well, I think we're talking uh, maybe about two different things. One is the uh, visual the story of seeing the swords, seeing the lights go out and what that meant cinematically speaking and how chilling it was hmm. to see to hear the cheers to hear the roar of the dothraki the the fear dothraki army and, and, and just hear the roar and see all those swords slowly get distinguished and all of a sudden the roar became a whisper and then nothing and that was chilling and powerful and brilliant from a storytelling perspective from an actual let's go to war story it's less exciting because you're going wow they sent all of their cavalry in first and they didn't pull any back they didn't keep any to the sides they they didn't do any like hit and run and you know jump they just all kind of charged into a sea of dead and became dead themselves so i guess we're talking about cinematically i thought it was chilling and clever from a storytelling perspective from an actual I'm setting up my uh, a war and then this is my war plan. Not so much. Yeah, I guess maybe that's my issue. Yes, it was beautiful, but I was just watching it going, well, you sent in your only artillery at the same time as the cavalry rather than like, you know, before you sent them way out where there's like no backup. And uh, how demoralizing when then they have to see all the flames go out like the rest of the army just watching that. Um So, yes, but it was a beautiful visual. So I guess, all right, we'll just say we're all right. And and we'll leave it at there. So who were you most surprised didn't die? This time I'm going to start with Gemma. It's uh, for me. It was uh, the the what do I want to call them? Smaller characters because they're actually characters that I really like. But people like Tormund and Grey Worm, um, the people that you assumed would die because they'd be in the the heart of battle and they just seem to just survive, which is epic because I love them. But mm. um, and also I was completely convinced that either Jamie or Brienne would die, especially after. Brienne became Sarah Brienne. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that would be the moment that they'd just kill her off because that's the type of Game of Thrones thing. So I think they were the ones I was most shocked about, really. I was There wasn't many deaths, but then again, I think they're saving deaths for later on. I think that we were expecting death, so um, they didn't give us as many as what you would assume and that they're going to shock us with some in the, new, in the next episodes. Yeah. What about you, Uber? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I was I was for sure thinking that we'd lose uh, Sir Brienne because of how she sort of had a full circle moment and became the knight. And, and that was just such a you know peak. So I was like, OK, well, they've told her story. She's now going into this epic battle. Uh, we're going to lose it for sure. So that was quite amazing. And I also thought we were going to lose uh, one of the other dragons. I thought Drogon was gone for sure. Mm-hmm. I thought he was gone for sure. Not only with the javelin throw um, that uh, I was like, "Uh oh, we're, we're gone," uh, and then of course uh, with the with the whole you know uh, Daenerys parking Drogon on the on the ground and sort of just sitting there while the White Walkers crawled aboard and started stabbing. I'm like, oh, wow, look at them. They're all over him. Oh, he's not going to shake them. He's trying so hard. Oh, he's dead. And then he survived. I was like, wow, I'm very surprised, but very happy about that. Yeah, yeah. Leanne? 
I really thought that because it, what's been pointed out so many times is you put all of these people in the crypt when you're fighting <laughs> white walkers. <laughs> I really, really thought that we were going to lose um, Tyrion and Sansa for a minute there. Yeah. Because it looked mm-hmm. like they were hiding pretty good. And then he kissed her hand and you're like, oh, my God. And you start crying. Or I did. Um, and, you know, you're thinking, oh, we're going to lose them. We're going to lose them. Because really, in the scheme of things, as much as I love those two characters in a battle perspective, losing them wouldn't have been bad. Yeah. Now, maybe yeah. in a further character arc, it would have been. But right then, as far as what they were contributing to the battle, it wouldn't have been that bad. I really thought that I would have been personally hurt and crushed, but I really thought we were going to lose those two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, when, when Tyrion kissed her hand, I thought he was going to like r- turn the corner and like try to fend off the, you know, the dead. Yeah. Um, and I was like, Oh man, I wanted him to make it to the end. Like I, that was just I thought, Oh, this is his goodbye. So I was also surprised by that. And Brienne as well. Same as everybody. I thought, Oh, we had this. She smiled. She smiled. She's I know, dead. Right. <laughs> like that was basically. Sir Brienne of Tarth. Yeah. You know, <laughs> So that's, yeah. So what, Uber, what was your highlight of the episode? Um, I'm going to have to go with the uh, dropping the cat spa into the right hand and the jab right into the chest and the explosion. And all of a sudden you're like, <gasps> did she just, she totally did. Yes, that would be it. It would be the moment where the one that no one expected, everyone was going, oh, it's going to be John. John's totally going to be the one to do it. And <laughs> all of a sudden, this uh, this kid who grew up uh, training for eight seasons to be a master uh, assassin proved that she really, <laughs> right. really was the one for the job. Yeah. No. It's, Leanne, what was your favorite, the highlight of your episode? Uh, probably the same. Because, uh, like Uber said, she trained for so long and she's she's got the heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's always been so very important to her to go into battle. And she's been through so much and she had her list, you know? Yeah. And she, I'm sure for a long time, she never mentioned that she knew about the White Walkers. So that was kind of a new one for her list. But I love that you really didn't see it coming. And then she she just appears in the background and he catches her and you're thinking, oh, come on, don't kill Arya, please. Come on, guys, don't do that to me. (laughs) And then, you know, and then whenever she stabs him, it's just a second of disbelief. Like, is this really true? Can can she really have done this? Because I hope she did this. And I'm sure all my neighbors and maybe possibly China and Japan heard me screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Gemma, your highlight? I mean, uh, that was a highlight, I think, for most people was was Aya's bit at the end where she, you know, was completely badass. But the the, the part for me where I got quite emotional um, was... After the Dothraki have gone, and then the the uh, the white start coming forward, and there's just that big bloodbath on the mm. on the ground, and you you're seeing them all, and like Brienne's getting completely piled on by them, and then Jamie's saving her and all that, and then Daenerys comes in and with John and the dragons, and you get the dragon fire with the music. I thought that was really really 
beautifully done. And I think yeah, that was the point where I, it brought a tear to my eye. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, it was. It, I don't know if it was the stillness of it and the fact that you you could just see that they were completely getting overrun by by them and that it didn't look like there was any hope. And then all of a sudden, then comes the dragons and just completely starts to wipe out some of the whites. And I just thought that bit for me was was incredible on a cinematic stage probably yeah. i mean aria killing the night king was epic so and i didn't see it coming either yeah no i didn't I, which is funny because i feel like we all should have like the clues have been there when everybody yeah. started looking back hindsight mm. you're like oh of course it was gonna be her but in the moment mm. i'm going john hurry up hurry up oh my god hurry up like <laughs> you know mm. yeah it was a surprise. So I'm going to go totally different and say my favorite moment was Bran sitting on his ass and flying around in crows. No, I'm kidding. That was terrible. I was like, oh, my God, you're useless. You're, like, so useless. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Right? Would you say something? Please pay attention. <laughs> but, but can we please acknowledge that Bran was the one yes. who gave Arya the cat's ball? Yes. He had it right. It was, it, like you said, they laid the clues out all yeah. along. But, yes. dude, seriously... Could you do something other than wipe your eyes out and bone yeah. out and, you know, Netflix and chill in your brain? Because yeah. here we got all these people <laughs> dying all around you. I'm like, if you could take over like a animal's body, surely there's like a more helpful one for a battle than like a crow's. They're literally just not going to do anything. <laughs> what, was a hummingbird not available? I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, but you know what? I really liked the dragon fight, as brutal as it was. But of course, I had, I think, like most people went like, oh, that's the budget for the four episodes that we could have had, um, had there not been a dragon fight. Like, they use it all on uh, on special effects. But it was cool to see the dragons fighting and, like, tearing into each other. And, and, uh, and that was neat. But how beautiful was it when they flew up above the clouds? Oh, and yes. just for a minute... It just was, it was quiet. And then you saw the moon and those two dragons. And I was like, wow, how gorgeous is yeah. that? Yeah. It's like the payoff for like eight seasons. <laughs> oh, dragons, finally. Um, so what was your least favorite part of the episode? My least favorite. I would have to think about that because I, I I actually haven't watched it again. I need to go back and watch it again because the first time you watch it, you're so caught up in everything. It's very confusing. I guess uh, like a lot of people are saying, maybe just the lighting because maybe they did that on purpose because it was very confusing and made you extra worried about the characters that you love because you couldn't you couldn't see. Yeah, a lot of money to spend on episodes you can't see though. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. What Very about, true. Yeah. What about you, Gemma? Again, I mean, I've watched it a couple of times, and even I'm still going to have to to think about it because for me there was a, there was a lot of payoffs that I really did enjoy. So I'm trying to think of of a part that I was disappointed in, and I can't quite think of one. I would agree with the with the lighting, but then my brother managed to when I watched it with my brother, he managed to have it so it was brighter. I was like, how did you do that? Because I was like, I couldn't work it out. So when I was watching it on my own, I was the same. I was like, I don't, I don't know who's dying. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Whereas I could see it a lot clearer when I watched it a second time. Um, I don't know. I think. I mean, you could say the the. the, the my brother was disappointed. Let's let's take it on another slant here. I'll just I'll just you know get 
get my brother involved. Um, he was disappointed because he felt that the, the, the whole White Walker Night King thing came to an end too quickly. So he's obviously now, well, he's dead. He may be, he may not. I'm assuming he definitely is dead. Um, and he just felt that that was, you know, after building up to it for so long, for him to just go like that at the end of the third episode was quite disappointing. But then, as I said to him, it is the Game of Thrones. Okay. So the bigger battle is yet to come. But like I said, for me, I... I I thought there was a lot of payoffs and I, you know, quite enjoyed it. If if anything, probably the lack of death, <laughs> even though you don't want people to die. I think the fact that there was, it, it, it wasn't as shocking, I think. But like I say, it'll probably hit you when at least you mm. least expect it yeah. later on. Yeah, probably not as many deaths as I was expecting. That might be a disappointment in sorts. Yeah, I get that. Uber, how about you? Yeah, uh, I was thinking about that with the expectations, and everyone expected John to kill the Night King. Everyone expects Jamie to kill Cersei. I think we need to realize that they know our expectations and are going to not do what we think. So we thought that we were going to. I thought last season. I thought when we heard that the that uh, you know the the wall fell and everyone's coming through, and we're like, oh my gosh. There goes House Stark. They're going to kill off everyone. We're going to lose Sansa. We're going to lose that. We're going to lose everyone. And I think that's what they said in their heads. They're going to go, eh, we're not going to do that. We're going to set it up so that it's not as many now, but just wait till the battle you know what's coming with Cersei mm. that's what's really going to happen as for disappointments um I really don't think I have any from a narrative standpoint um like we like we said we've determined that if you just look back all the clues were there is that John was sort of the um the fake out that he would be the one to kill the Night King that was the fake out and if you look back over the seasons it's clear that that's what they were prepping Arya to do um but from a narrative standpoint, I can't come up with any disappointments. The lighting is basically my only disappointment. All I could think of the whole time was, oh, wait, there's a blotch of light on the left-hand corner. They obviously made an error. Let me go and get a uh, marker <laughs> and cover that up. I almost saw something there. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that would be it. I, you know, The whole time I was like, send them a flashlight or a candle or something, please. Yeah, yeah. The lighting was, and and like Gemma said, maybe it was to heighten the feel of it being a battle. But I, yeah, I'm, I need to go back and watch. I, I started watching it again on my iPad and turned the like brightness all the way up, and it was slightly better. But where I'm like, did Grey Worm like run and hide behind the Unsullied and then lock them out? But then were they on the others? I don't know. I'm very confused. So the lighting would be would be my issue as well. This podcast is brought to you by tvserieshub.tv, your site for entertainment news, reviews, and interviews. Now back to the show. All right. So then going forward, um, I want to know the big question. Who do you think is going to sit the Iron Throne? Gemma. Gosh. (laughs) Thanks. Um, it's not going to be an obvious one. It's it, you know you, you're all thinking it's it's going to be Danny or it's going to be Jon Snow, and I 
don't think it's going to be either. I read, uh, I like reading theories. I'm a, I'm a bit of a theorist. Um, and I was reading one and it said about nobody sitting on the Iron Throne and that them completely crashing the, you know, monarchy and all this, that, the other and becoming like, you know, and starting again, really. Or um, I think they said something about Danny melting down the Iron Throne and creating something else with it or something like that. So I think it'd be interesting if no one sat on the Iron Throne, but I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I'm going to say Tyrion, just because I like Tyrion and he'd be cool on the Iron Throne. And yeah, he's clever. And funny, yeah. He'd be a great king. All right, Uber. Yeah, Tyrion would be my pick uh, to sit on the Iron Throne. Um, either Tyrion or Sansa, but Sansa is so much of the North that I don't think she would ever. Well, you know what, though? Um, uh, Eddard uh, Stark was uh, unwillingly went to King's Landing to do his duty. So it would be an interesting full circle moment if Sansa was called to King's Landing to serve as, as you know, as on the Iron Throne. I don't know. I, 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 Tyrion's my pick, though. I would really love that, especially given how he was treated by his family, shunned forever, uh, and especially with how his father treated him and Cersei, to have, have him become the legitimate leader in place of his sister who is the illegitimate leader that would be that would be really really fulfilling yeah leanne yeah. well i hate to i hate to not be original but i've thought Tyrion for a while i really have because of everything that he's gone through and a lot of people really don't expect because they don't think that he in the end wants it that he would rather strategize as maybe hand of the queen but I think that he would make an excellent leader. And I think all those stupid people are going to be out there fighting and he's going to crawl his little butt up on that throne. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see him and Sansa like on the throne together. You know, like they she talked about him being like the best of her, her terrible husbands. Um, but I'm like, but maybe they could legit like make it work this time. And then you would unite. Although, of course, then again, that lives out Jon Snow and, and Danny, who uh, I don't know. That's going to get weird when they finally have time to talk about the fact that they are related and hence sex. I'm expecting it to get weird. Okay, so <laughs> let's wrap with your biggest hope for the next, the last episodes. Uber. Um, for Cersei to die in the most pleasant <laughs> way possible. As in pleasant for me to watch her suffer <laughs> after all of the harm she has caused, the endless harm she has caused throughout the seasons. She, it, I need her to die. I need her to be taken out. And I need it to be painful for her, but thoroughly enjoyable for me. Okay. Sorry, I know that sounds very no. brutal, but no. she has coming in space. So take out Cersei. That's my big, my big thing right there. Boom. Okay. Leanne, your biggest hope. My biggest hope. Believe it or not, because it sounds really gross at this point, but I really want Danny to be pregnant. Okay. That's, okay. I don't know. It's been a fan theory or something. I don't know. I heard it somewhere that her and John were supposed to do this and it's supposed to be some kind of baby that was promised. I don't know. But, you know, just for her to 
be pregnant. I don't even care by who at this point. Just want the girl to experience motherhood. The poor thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. After she was told she could never happen. Right. Yeah. All right, Gemma. I'd like Bond to get his castle. He went so long. I think the end should be Bron getting his castle. <laughs> um, but no, in all seriousness, um, I agree on the whole Cersei thing and as brutal as possible. And I think that the fact that she's been doling out poetic justice to everyone that's wronged her, so it's like she did the um, the poisoned kiss on the sand snakes and then she's given the crossbow to Bronn who I don't think will use it but we never know um, I think some sort of poetic justice for her in the way that she dies I don't even know how or what but but just something poetic would be quite good to see her die in that way but yeah she definitely needs to die and yeah um, goes to survive just because I think he's a cute little dire wolf even though he's massive but uh, yeah. Yeah. the yeah. animals <laughs> Yeah, I would love to see uh, it's Nymeria, right? With like, is in the books she's got like a super wolf pack, you know, that she runs with. So I would love to see her and Ghost somehow play a role in um, the Mm -hmm. battle with Cersei. Uh, And I think my other one would be, I just had it in my head and I lost it. Oh, Brienne and Jamie to have sex just once. I want Jamie to have sex with someone who's not his sister and Brienne to have sex with someone who's beautiful. <laughs> and then I'll be good. Yes. <laughs> All right. And that is it for the Nerk Chat uh, Game of Thrones editions. We'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening to another Nerks podcast. Rate us, leave us a review on iTunes, and follow us on Twitter at Nerks of the Hub. And let us know what you think. 